Boldly Beautiful is your audio beauty brunch table. A source for conversations on all things skincare, makeup, fashion, styling, health and wellness, and general female fun. Brought to you by two women with over 20 years of friendship. So grab your girlfriends, pour a mimosa, and let's get Boldly Beautiful. Hey guys, in this episode, we are talking all about transitioning skincare. I'm Jen, registered nurse with advanced training and certifications in all things skin, but my true ninja power rests in clearing acne. And I'm Candice, I'm a licensed esthetician specializing in holistic skincare. I'm also a makeup artist and a personal stylist. And it's fall. It is, officially. I remember when we were recording a couple of episodes ago, and we were talking about fall fashion. It was 90 degrees at the time that we recorded. Not today. Not today. I am in a hoodie and curled up on the couch with a blanket and a cup of hot coffee. And bourbon coffee. It's 44 degrees outside. It's amazing. I love it. We're in sweaters. I'm in a beanie. You are. I'm in a Nightmare Before Christmas beanie. I was going to say, it's kind of creepy looking, but... it's going to be Halloween soon. I'm pretty sure you have had a little sing-song in every episode that we've done so far. Good. I'm going to start counting it. It's awesome. <laughs> no, I love it because it's totally you. And it's totally how you are in real life. So I love that that has transitioned Good. over. I hope everyone else finds it as adorable as I do. So I'm not being fake on this podcast. <laughs> no. I don't think either of us have any danger of being called fake on this podcast. <laughs> Maybe nerdy, dorky, or completely adorable, whichever you prefer. Probably um, too science-y. Do you what? think Do you think anyone's like yelled at the podcast yet? Stop using fancy science words. I don't think so. I think our people are pretty smart. Okay. Yeah. It's good to know. Yep. Way to go, smart people. Yeah. Plus, the majority of my clients are fellow nurses also. Oh, that's so true. they they probably love it. I don't know. They'll have to let us know what they think. We can we can always take out some of the sciencey terms, but that's what I love most about it. I love the sciencey part of it. That's true. That's my jam. You probably shouldn't have been listening to a podcast where we say we're going to be talking about skincare and health and wellness if you didn't want it to get too sciencey. <laughs> right. Right. Okay, so let's talk transitioning your skincare into fall. What what are some of your tips? Seasonal transitions. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll talk mainly about fall this time around because yes. it is fall. Yeah. We'll do other seasonal transitions because kind of with every season, there's a little something that you have to change. But I want you to talk about skincare because you just told me yesterday you had a recent post on social media. Where I you talked did. About it. So what yep. did you put in that? So really, I focused on three main things. I focused on as we're going into um, a, for the most part, drier season going into fall and winter, right? Um, For one, hydration and moisturization. So we should note that there is a difference between the two. There's a difference between your skin being hydrated and your skin being moisturized. Hydrated comes from within. It comes from really plumping up underneath your skin because you're giving those skin cells all the hydration that they need by drinking adequate amount of water, getting your vitamins and nutrients because those help carry 
that water into those extracellular spaces and into the skin cells themselves. Um, you want to talk about aging gracefully, drink your water, and wear your SPF. Mm -hmm. Like those are the two things. And it's so cheap. So cheap. Like, save yourself thousands of dollars right. down the line when it comes to having to use expensive serums and just use the SPF now and drink your water every day. Awesome. Excellent tips. But back to um, transitioning into the fall. So you want to, for sure, be drinking your water, but then you also want to look at transitioning slowly your moisturizer into probably, for most people, something a little bit richer. So you want to be looking for something that is probably a little bit thicker than what you were used to using in the summertime. Um, really, that is not so much about the thickness of the cream seeping into your skin. It's about helping that barrier on top really seal in and retain that moisturizer so that you're putting. So you almost want a touch of a grease factor. You know, I hesitate to say grease because nobody likes that feeling. Right, right, right. But you do... I only use it because that seems to be the most common term used by our clients. Right. On whether it quote-unquote feels greasy or right. not. I think it's more, I prefer the term rich because you want your skin to absorb it. You right. don't want to be left with a greasy feel after you've applied it and it's been... A few minutes. Right. It right. Should, like, you should still want to put makeup over it. And, right. Yeah. So what you're really looking for is that sweet spot between you've put it on, maybe there's a little bit of that richness factor still left on the surface of the skin, but give it another minute or two and really see how much your skin absorbs of that. Because um, it's kind of like when it rains and you get those flash flood warnings right it's not that that ground can't absorb more moisture it's just at that particular moment so much has hit it at once it's saturated at the top level and it kind of seals off for a second and then you've got that flash flooding where the yeah. rainwater runs off God, well you and the our analogy i can't help it i can't just, help it no it's but, amazing because <laughs> you like i'm you, a visual person well you and you lay it out for people that's great right. So moisturizer is very similar in that you want to give it a little bit of extra time to really absorb. And the best time to do this is at night. So I'm not saying you have to use a super rich moisturizer in the morning when you get up because you are wanting to do things like put your makeup on and go see right. people out in public. So maybe you don't want to walk out with that, you know, rich look on your face. That's but just me. <laughs> but at night when you're going to bed put on that extra moisturizer and really let it soak in overnight i love Let's night see. cream me too so that's the first thing second thing is take it easy on the exfoliation now this kind of um is a double-edged sword because you there's a fine line there but with us moving into drier climates it's where we have the tendency to see clients over exfoliating because their skin feels dry or itchy or flaky. And they think, and I get it, I would probably have done the same thing if I didn't have the background that I do and the best friend that I do. Um, 
that, oh, my skin feels dry and tight and a little bit flaky, I must need to exfoliate. When really that is your skin just screaming for some barrier repair and help and moisturization. So by over exfoliating, you're going to create more of those cracks and um, damaged areas on the surface of your skin, which not only are going to be painful and not help the problem of appearing dry, but you're also going to be causing surface cracks in your protective barrier and inviting germs and illnesses and viruses into your body. I heard a great analogy one time on about that, and it's that you can think about your skin like it's a piece of wood. When wood gets really, really dry, Mm -hmm. it just becomes even more brittle Mm -hmm. and cracks, Mm -hmm. sometimes just when you touch it. Mm -hmm. So imagine how much it's going to break down if you took a piece of sandpaper and started rubbing on it. Right. Ooh, that's good. Yes. Whereas now think about that same piece of wood when it's been conditioned conditioned and is well hydrated, has a varnish over it, it shines, it's really strong, it holds up in all weather conditions. Absolutely. You have to take, you have to apply that same mindset. Your skin is your backyard deck. Yes. (laughs) Yes. 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 No, I love that. That's an excellent picture. So take it easy on the exfoliation. Maybe if you're used to exfoliating, you know, three times a week, maybe take it down to twice or even once or come see us and let us let you know, yes, you look like whatever your exfoliation schedule is, is doing great or no, you're over exfoliating. We can tell by the way your skin reacts to touch or to products and different things. Um, So exfoliation would be number two. Number three is also back off a little bit on your retinoids, your vitamin A, um, things like that. Or you can either just add an extra day or two in between your current regimen, like you're only supposed to be using it at night for that restorative, you're avoiding sunlight, all of those things. You can either start doing it every other night Or you can just add a little bit more moisturizer with that vitamin A that you're using to kind of help buffer it a little bit and calm it down. Because along with that cell regeneration and turnover, that vitamin A really um, turns on for your cell. Side note, we should mention that even though it's called vitamin A, it actually is not a vitamin. It's a hormone, and it actually works as a biomodulator like we talked in a previous episode it actually goes into the nucleus of your cell and switches on different parts of your cell regeneration and turnover. Mm -hmm. So it's a very cool and very effective product if used properly. And we've talked about that before. But that's why also if it's being used improperly, the side effects can be extreme. Yes. You are actually talking about messing with your own body's chemistry. Right. Yeah. And that's when you're going to get into things like having a really reactive type skin and things like that. So again, if you have a question about how your skin is reacting to your current regimen, come talk to us or seek out a professional and they, I'm sure, will be more than happy to steer you in the right direction. And then finally, add a humidifier. 
So in the fall and winter, along the lines of keeping your skin healthy and hydrated and keeping the potential for dry, cracked skin, not only for the health and the actual look and aesthetic of your skin, but also for the health of your first line of defense and immunity, um, you want to really do everything you can to replace some of that moisture in the air that's going to be sucked out by turning on our heaters and furnaces, running fireplaces, different things like that. So that was really the four, and they're all super easy to incorporate, right? right. We're talking about upping or switching out some moisturizer, um, scaling back on the exfoliation, watching your vitamin A and possibly scaling back on that and adding a humidifier. Those are four super easy, super cheap ways to transition um, from my perspective your skincare. Which in fact, call. in fact, could not just be cheaper, but save you money because oh, if you're, some of those products are quite expensive. Yes. And if you're able to use less of them, then yes. that's less you have to buy. So yeah, that's probably welcome news to some people. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and that's a great point about the humidifier too. So many people only think about getting their humidifier out when they are sick. Yes. And congested. But um, in all honesty, you should probably run your humidifier year round, or not year round, but but nightly mm-hmm. in the fall and winter. If when your temps furnace is along. on, yeah. so should your humidifier, Ooh, that's in my one. opinion. That's a great tip. Just because you are still warming the air, but that way you're replacing the moisture that's really being sucked out of the yes. air. And it makes a huge difference, I feel like, now... This being said, make sure your humidifier is clean, right? And you're yes. using filters and things like that. You don't want to be putting um, moisture back into the air that's full of ick and mold yeah. and, you know, all those gross things. But if you use clean equipment, I feel like I can say you will probably notice you won't be as sick as often just mm. because mm-hmm. your body is your skin is your body's first defense against illness. And when it is compromised by being dry and cracked, you are just inviting those illnesses in topically. Anytime someone sneezes, yes. you know, you have an open, essentially micro wound mm-hmm. for it to travel into your body. So. Which is yet another reason to make sure your nasal passages aren't getting dry and cracked, mm-hmm. hands aren't getting dry and cracked, mm-hmm. yep. when we're touching so many different surfaces, and mm-hmm. lotion, lotion, lotion. Yep. It's your best friend in the winter. Absolutely. So my big tip is you have to keep wearing your sunscreen. Mm. Good one. That is such a myth. Good one. That when we stop coffee right there, that's why I was like, "Mm." (laughs) he over exaggerated. Yes, (laughs) you really wanted to do the like praise Jesus. Yes, I did move. I did, but you couldn't. We're gonna have to start videoing our little podcast episodes just so people can see our. Okay, so funny side note: uh, my mother thought that this was a show she could watch. Oh, she kept saying, "Oh, I can't wait to watch it." And, and you're like, uh, this isn't Big Brother. And I said, <laughs> I said <laughs> you mean listen? No, you listen to podcasts, Mom. 
Um, and then I thought, yeah, we probably should, which we should note, we do have plans to do some video episodes because we do want to do things like tutorials yeah. and um, st- actual styling sessions. Uh, we'd like to have some fun guests on uh, where we interview them and there might be some video components to that. So we are working on that. But um, also, we just love to be able to show up with no hair and no makeup and uh, sit here and drink coffee in our pajamas and just have discussions about things that we (laughs) like to talk about. My hair is in a messy top knot. I have minimal makeup on. And yes, I look... It kind of goes back to that meme that's like, I either look like I'm ready to go to the Grammys or I look homeless. There's no (laughs) in between. And I'm definitely busting out the homeless look today. Nice. I like that. You know, what like else? That. It's my house. Okay. I what can true? be home. Well, I guess I can't be homeless if I'm in my house. Right? <laughs> All right. More coffee. Anyway. <laughs> sunscreen. Wah, wah. Sunscreen. Yes. She wears sunscreen. So everybody thinks that when we're done going to the pool, we're done wearing sunscreen. Nah. <laughs> Wrong. Okay. You have to wear sunscreen every single day, people. Even if it's cloudy. Even if it's cloudy. Even if you're inside. Windows. I re- windows. Oh, my God. If you get on an airplane, if you are listening to this right now and you're currently boarding an airplane and you don't have sunscreen on. You better, like, sc- run to that little Hudson News place yeah. and <laughs> yes. get Go to Hudson sun- News. <laughs> get some get sunscreen. sunscreen. No, basically, don't open that window. Mm-hmm. Don't open that window. Um, if you don't have the window seat, cause a scene. Don't let that person open the window. Uh, <laughs> don't cause a scene. Don't cause a scene on airplane, guys. Right. Not enough to get thrown off the airplane. Not in our day and age. Yep. We You're going to end up on those. a viral video. But yes. just saying. Yes. So a lot of people don't think about that. You, when you're on an airplane and the window is open, yes, you are closer to the sun. Yeah. Than you are when you're on land. And so you're actually taking in, I read an article on it. I think it said... Like twice the UV probably that you would when you were on land. So you really have to be super, super careful about that. You have to wear your sunscreen all the time. Actually, one of the worst facial sunburns I've ever witnessed was when I was skiing with a friend in Colorado. Ooh, yeah. And she spent the reflective all day yeah. on the slopes, didn't think about it because it's cold and it's snowing. And she was pretty much fully covered. Because she had the goggles on, she had the head cover, she had the hood, she had, but the cheeks and the mm-hmm. nose yep. and the chin. You're at a higher altitude and that sun is reflecting off of the snow. Yes. Yeah. And that is just as bad, if not maybe even a little worse, than when we go to the beach and lay on the sand yep. and it's reflecting and everybody's had those god-awful beach sunburns oh, that yeah. for some reason are 20 times worse than... sure pool or lake sunburns asphalt and pavement do the same thing i mean those uva and b rays like bounce off of objects so even if it's cloudy everyone knows i'm pretty sure that this myth from our childhood about oh you can't get a sunburn if it's cloudy has been long dispelled yeah i think most people know yes uva and b rays do filter through right so I feel like that's finally getting the attention it deserves but um, also I will repost when we drop this episode 
there. I shared it several months ago, but it was a um, gentleman who was a truck driver for all of his life. And you can see on his left side. Yes, I love that photo. Yes, on the left side where that sun came through the window, because of course he didn't ever protect his skin with SPF, you can see legitimately side-by-side difference between the side of his face that was always facing the window versus the side that wasn't. It's like there's an imaginary line Mm -hmm. drawn down the center of his forehead, nose, and chin. And it looks like he, he, he's like a walking before and after of like getting skincare services almost. Yep. It looks, but like that's the drastic difference. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that, that SPF photo is, is your fountain of youth. Everyone is so consumed with how to age gracefully SPF. Yes. And it's so cheap. It is. It's so cheap. So if save yourself the money, I feel like I say this every single episode, but, but it's important. Yes. It needs to be like. I mean, it is. It truly is. the, And make sure it is a facial-appropriate yes. SPF. Yep. Um, I'm, and, and almost every pro skincare line mm-hmm. does an SPF. So they're not hard to find. There's one in every budget bracket. Um, it's... There's no excuse, really, to so, not be able to just go and get one. I'm going to go out here on a limb that may get me some hate mail, but it's the truth, and I will speak truth into skincare as much as I can. Do you have your pencils my, ready, Charles? <laughs> because it is my passion, but I will say um, health from a health standpoint, physical sunscreen is better than chemical sunscreen. For the majority of clients, your zinc and different ingredients that provide a physical barrier from sunscreen oh, right. are going to be far more advantageous and effective in your skin yes. than those products that claim to have a chemical-based sunscreen. Chemical-based is where it actually absorbs the UVA and B rays and, and disperses them in a non-harmful way, so to speak. Um, I actually just uh, went to a seminar, a skincare seminar, and had a pharmacist, chemist, um, skincare founder speaking about the molecular difference between the physical and the chemical sunscreens. Mm. And he would talk about when he was um, hired to, because he would do chemistry and the formulations of other skincare brands also, anytime he would have to develop or use or be working with a formulation that had chemical sunscreen in it, he would completely, like he had a mask on, he had gloves on, he didn't want to touch it because of what it potentially can do and mutate your actual genes and your skincare cells in that nucleus. And um, whereas your physical sunscreen is an actual barrier And zinc is actually one of the things that I tell my acne clients is one of the things they need to be adding to their supplement regimen. Mm -hmm. And now, granted, there's a difference between the zinc oxide used in a skincare 
and the zinc supplements I'm talking about, but, but zinc it's itself, family. yes, the zinc family, yes, it is not going to clog your pores like is often a myth. Now there are other ingredients you want to watch out for, but again, work with your skincare professional. Right. But that's my little soapbox on physical versus chemical. If you come across that in your search for a good SPF, physical all the way. Yeah. No, I like that too because that actually speaks to it, it's it's very hard to use the term holistic sunscreen mm-hmm. um, because they're they've kind of yet to fully understand and synthesize in a way it can be used a what would be called like a holistic ingredient that in and of itself can protect you from UVA and UVB rays. Um, there's been some research done with like enzymes and tropical fruits and there's a whole um, school of thought based around that it, there could be a diet component because there's been tribal peoples who have lived on the uh, equator for centuries and exposed themselves to high, high, high levels of UVA and UVB rays uh, without having skin cancer rates. So clearly there's something there either in a diet source or in a lifestyle source um, or just in the melanin production or just, adaptation right, over time. their genes yeah. over time. Um, but that obviously can't be applicable to um, an artificial right. source to peoples all over the world. Um, so, I mean, there is some research there, and I think something's coming. Um, but for now, the, the big ingredient is the, um, the zinc oxide that, yeah. that is considered basically if it is safe enough to be in baby sunscreens, sunscreens like infant sunscreen, mm-hmm. uh, that would be your go-to quote unquote holistic sunscreen. Closest to. Your closest yeah. thing, right. Um, and that's all based on it being a barrier instead of something that's being absorbed into the body and possibly messing with your own chemistry. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. So let's kind of talk about, uh, some other components of body changes seasonally. Um, I like to tell people if you have been waxing, you also need to keep up with your waxing throughout the Good fall point. and winter. And really, who wouldn't want to do it during fall and winter? That's the best part to do or to start. Well, okay. Uh, yes. Okay. So that's a good... So so a lot of people just equate keeping hair off their body for when they're going on vacation or if it's going to be summer mm-hmm. and they're going to be in shorts and bathing suits and all of that jazz. But honestly, scientifically, the way that waxing works is that the more you do it, the thinner and softer the hair grows in. And it is doing that as a defense mechanism to keep it from hurting right. when it happens. Your skin has gotten used to, your body has gotten used to the fact that, hey, I'm going to grow this hair, but it's just going to be ripped out anyway. It's going to be ripped out <laughs> by the papilla. So could you please grow the little papilla in smaller mm-hmm. so that it you doesn't hurt our, as much? Or my aesthetics instructor, Miss Rose, would kill me for saying ripped out. <laughs> ripped, oh, right. Don't, no. don't say pluck and don't say ripped out. Nope. No, you've got to extract and tweeze. Yes, extract and, and tweeze. Wax. 
and delicately Wax. remove. Delicately remove. <laughs> Even though you're <laughs> screaming, Kelly Clarkson! <laughs> On the moment of being waxed. Which, by the way, in like seven years of waxing people, I've never had anyone scream. Um, I've screamed. What? Not with me. Not okay. when I was. Maybe not. Fine. Maybe some like sadistic person that was ripping it out. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. When I waxed Ina, our uh, business partner, our massage therapist that's in our building with us, she didn't say Kelly Clarkson, but she said Al Pacino. So now... (laughs) Is that a different kind of pain? I mean, maybe. Far more handsome. Far more handsome. (laughs) Or maybe she said Cappuccino. I'm not really sure. (laughs) Well, she does have that beautiful Ukrainian accent. She does. We can't always tell. I love our Ina. We're going to have Ina on someday. Yes, you all will will get get the pleasure of of (laughs) listening to our Ukrainian princess. So because the more you do it, the softer the hair grows in, Mm -hmm. you need to actually keep up with it. Yes. And you maybe don't need to do it as often. I tell people that you might, in the summer, you might be getting your waxing done every three to four weeks. You could let it go every six to eight in the fall and winter if you kind of wanted to take it off. It depends on your significant other also. (laughs) Well, that's true. Your personal intimate preferences. Uh, but for people who are just kind of wanting to do basic maintenance, you can taper it down, but you definitely want to keep up with it because, uh, ingrowns are commonly caused by wearing tighter clothing. Ooh, good point. AKA leggings, leggings, tights, uh, skinny jeans, skinny jeans, anything that gets tucked into a boot. Right. Anything that gets tucked into a boot, which is the most common female fashion. I just fashion went Canadian right then. A boot. A boot. Uh so the constant rubbing of the fabric against follicles that are growing in hair will sometimes cause the hair to grow into the skin instead of out of the skin. So you want to be keeping up with the waxing so that you are getting that cleared out regularly. It will also keep the hair growing in thinner so you don't feel like you're starting over from scratch every spring. That is terrible. Can I just personally attest to the hell that is getting rewaxed after you were in such a beautiful place? Yes. And I personally have done this because I waxed for several years and then didn't, went to shaving just out of pure convenience, I think, um, at that moment. But it turned out to be the worst thing Mm -hmm. ever because then I was married to shaving every day again and that is not convenient. No. So then I had to go through the entire process all over of... Growing hair out and getting rewaxed and and depending upon how coarse your hair runs, just from a genetic standpoint, going back and forth between shaving and waxing will be a horrific thing for you. Mm-hmm. You will be plagued with ingrowns, shave burn. The skin will become very irritated. It gets pretty nasty. Um, so you don't want to make a habit out of going back and forth a lot. Um, the other thing is if you have never waxed before and you want to, to start, please, please, please do not get your first wax 
the week before you go on your tropical vacation. Oh gosh, no. So many no. people come call me or come into my office and say, well, I know it's the middle of February, but we're going to Mexico next week. Can I come get a Brazilian? Nope. Like a couple of days before we leave. <laughs> and Ooh. I'm like, no, no, you cannot. Yeah. You really, really shouldn't. Okay, explain to people really quickly why. Well, because you're going to be, the very first time you ever get waxed, there is a little bit of a 24 to 48 hour period where your skin is essentially in shock. Mm-hmm. Because it's the inflammatory you, response. You, it's the inflammatory response. Your poor little hair follicles have never experienced anything like this. If you already run, if your skin runs sensitive anyway, you're going to have even more issues. And you do not want to expose that skin to sun, sand, yep. even taking a shower with like basic shower gels. Right. Because those things are all highly irritating, abrasive, and damaging. Right. Your skin is very vulnerable, especially right. to things that are considered exfoliating or like the sand. Yes. But in a non-healthy, yes. um, gentle exfoliating manner. And then the sun is terrible right. on newly waxed skin. That's terrible, terrible. And if this is a romantic vacation, you probably don't want to be showing that off to anybody. Nor getting down and dirty with that <laughs> yes. super sensitive, vulnerable skin. Right. Especially depending on your partner and their situation. So you want to give yourself, I I would say, a good four weeks. But really what you should do is give yourself. (laughs) (laughs) But really you need to give yourself, like, doing it at least twice. Like having the wax done at least twice. And this is not just for intimate regions. This is for if you were wanting to do your legs, underarms. Right. Um, please, please, please don't get your face done like two or three days before your wedding or that right. photo shoot. Or you need to give yourself some time unless you're the kind of person that you've been doing this like a champ for Forever. months to years. Yet another reason to keep up with it because people who have been waxing for years and years and years can run in and run out and it. They barely feel anything, and it only takes, like, 20 minutes. And it's not irritating. And it's not irritating, and they can do it the day before they're going to take off on their tropical vacation, and they're good to go. Yep. You want to become that person Yep. if you're going to become a diehard waxer. So what I tell people is if you know you've got vacations coming up in the warmer weather months, or you just want to start being a waxer for the next summer, start in the winter. Beautiful. So that if you are going to have any kind of irritation period or weird it's grow out up. period, it is covered up. You do not have to worry about being around environmental factors that are going to make it irritated even more. And by the time summer rolls around, you're a pro and your skin is good to go. Awesome. All right. Well, we are about out of time. I think that does it for this episode. Any last minute comments? I think that we're good. Get more sleep. Oh, good one. Yep. Winter sleep is important. tired. I've yep. really been feeling that this week. Sometimes you can, you can get away with only about six hours in the summer when it's like high energy and it stays dark later, but 
Start carving out more time for sleep because yeah. that definitely helps. That's where your skin and your body, your entire body goes through its restorative process anyway. So you really don't want to neglect that part of your routine because right. that's all part of healthy living and being boldly beautiful for sure. Absolutely. Well, happy fall guys. And thank you so much for listening. Yep. As always, we love knowing that you're out there. So drop us a line. You can find us down at our websites underneath on the show notes. And we would love to hear your thoughts. Um, even send us ideas for future topics that you'd love us to cover because we are here to both entertain but educate you. So We'd like to start doing episodes where we answer listeners' questions. Yes. So if you've got them, send them our way. But as always, thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.